This is an AMI podcast. Hi, I'm Mary Mammoliti, and you're listening to the Kitchen Confession podcast. I'm a food blogger with a passion for cooking and empowering others is what drives me. Here are a few things you may not know about me. I'm legally blind. I have retinitis pigmentosa, a degenerative eye disease. I smile all the time. To me, cooking is about people, and food brings people together. So join me in the kitchen, and let's get cooking. Today, my guest is Kathy Osman. Hi, Kath. Hey, Mare. Kathy also happens to be my cousin. <laughs> so welcome, and thank you for sitting and chatting with me today. Thank you. Um, I wanted to start off with just maybe uh, a little bit about yourself. So maybe if you can give me a little bit of background about not me, I know you, but uh, our listeners, a little bit of background about who Kathy is. <laughs> okay, well, I'm totally blind. I lost my sight when I was 14 or 13 and a half. Um, I had um, retina detachment in my left eye when I was four and in my right eye when I was 13. And after that, my family sent me to WRS School for the Blind to learn how to use a cane and learn how to read braille and gain some independent skills. Um, and then I went back to my home school to be with Mary <laughs> and the rest of my cousins um, to finish off high school. And then I went off to university from there. Um, uh, and now uh, I'm actually a teacher at W. Ross. So I'm there teaching braille one-on-one to students of all ages. I have two kids of my own. My son is 14, and my daughter is 12. Love them, by the way. <laughs> um, and, I mean, because this is a cooking podcast, and it's all about the kitchen and co- kitchen conversations, mm. what is it about cooking that um, that you, you enjoy, or who do you normally cook for? Is it just to eat? Is it something that you enjoy doing, you know, trying different things? Well... Okay, so I've never, I have to first admit, and my kids would say it too, I'm not the best cook. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not, uh, you know, we each have our own talents. My sister is the cook in our family. But is your food edible, Kath? It's edible. (laughs) Then you're good. (laughs) Hasn't killed anyone yet. (laughs) But you're good. (laughs) But, um, and, and before I became a teacher, I worked for CNIB as a rehabilitation teacher. So that job meant that I would go into people's homes um, and work with people who were losing their sight or lost their sight on gaining independence in their home. And part of it was cooking skills. So I used to always tell them, you know, I can teach you how to use the tools, but I can't, you know, I don't have the gift to teach you how to make them. To apply them? (laughs) Yeah, to taste good. (laughs) So, uh, or, you know, so that was, that, that's, that was my, my professional training was to teach people how to use, you know, knives and the stove and all those things safely. And so that's, that's where I have great skills in the kitchen is, you know, how to move around safely, how to use the stove safely, how to cut, how to, you know, do all that stuff. Then when it comes to actually the magic of, of putting ingredients together to create a masterpiece, mm-hmm. I have to follow step by step. And you know this, Mary, because I have texted you a million times and said, <laughs> so what do through. I do with this? And how much do I put of that? And even if you say, you know, add a bit of this and a bit of that, I need specifics like half a teaspoon, <laughs> no, you know, a pinch of... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. In yeah, order yeah, for it have. to become, you know, we've had lengthy decent yeah. text messages. <laughs> Kath, now stir the meat. Just saute it. Do something with it. And I think once I text you and I said, was that one tablespoon of, and then you you text me right back, no, one teaspoon, not tablespoon. <laughs> you had that in capitals. <laughs> true, true. But so that okay so now that takes me to um your experiences in the kitchen Mm -hmm. so um are there any uh, times where there have been you know you can say that you've had really good reactions to the food that you've made and some not so good okay well there's there's a few things and 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 actually in my early early days of cooking and we're talking uh my first year university and being in high school and living at home, I, I didn't really do much cooking because my mother, of course, was always cooking. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it was my first year university. I was away from home. We were returning from Thanksgiving weekend, and we were all bringing back leftovers to share with all my dorm mates. And a few of my friends brought back stuffing. Well, Italian households, we don't... Well, we do now, but back then we never had stuffing at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So it was something very new to me. So I tried it and loved it and asked my friend for the recipe. And I was determined to make it at Christmas because my friend said, oh, we make it at Christmas and Thanksgiving. So I went at Christmas. I told my mom I was going to make this stuffing recipe. And I picked up all these ingredients that I'd never heard of, like sage. No clue what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and proceeded to you know make this recipe from scratch with you know a loaf of bread and everything no stovetop stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then uh christmas dinner we're all sitting at the table and uh my sister says oh and kathy made stuffing and uh, everyone's like oh we got to try it so everyone took a piece now i never really thought till now about what the presentation looked like like I don't know if it looked good mm-hmm. I just m- mixed everything together did what I was supposed to do and put it on a pan and that was it so that pretty what much it describes like, stuffing no what's that it pretty much describes it? stuffing okay. yeah so <clears throat> everyone took some and then my sister was the first to try it and she said oh this is pretty good and then my other brother tried it and he said yeah it's not bad Kath and then after a little bit of time my other brother said you know tried it and he said why are you guys doing this to her let's be honest it tastes awful and uh and then and then my sister goes yeah you're right (laughs) so they were all blatantly lying to you because they were trying to spare your feelings and it's so funny because coming in today i saw the one brother who was blatantly honest with me Mm -hmm. and i I said to him, do you remember that? And he said, no. And I explained to him what happened. He said, I said that? That was terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we can always count on him to be honest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and actually, a friend of mine brought this up just the other day where I was making um, stuffed uh, uh, bell peppers with uh, quinoa. Mm-hmm. And I've done it before, and it turned out half decent, and and the kids seem to like it. At least Giovanni does. Maybe not so much my daughter, who only eats pasta. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
so I, you know, I was preparing everything. I, I cut open the pepper. I, I uh, dished out all the seeds. I cleaned it all out nicely and um, was cooking the quinoa and everything. But I kept checking the quinoa and it didn't, the texture wasn't right and it seemed to take forever and I didn't know what was going on. Finally, I thought, okay, it's got to be ready. But I took it off and I said, well, it's still watery and it should be all clear. Like it should be ready to go. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know who came in. It was either my son or my friend. I forget. And they pointed out that it wasn't quinoa. It was, and I had gone shopping that day and I bought a bag of quinoa and a bag of, (laughs) of, of, uh, of oats. Oh, and how in God's name did I mix those two up? It didn't even t- dawn now, on me wait, to was check. It, wait, let me backtrack. Was it the um, large flaked oat? Or was it... Because you can mix it up. Or I, if it was the... Um, uh, the, the steel cut oats? Yes, thank well, you. It wasn't only, coming to mind. The only mind. thing is, if the, the, I do buy steel cut oats, but they're in a can. Okay. And the flaked oats that I have are in a bag, similar to what the... So you used the flake. I must have. (laughs) I don't know. And I was like, and so then I suggested, okay, let's throw in some brown sugar. (laughs) We'll have oatmeal for dinner. We'll have oatmeal. (laughs) There's a silver lining to everything, right? (laughs) Well, at least you still ate. (laughs) I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. But yeah, it's funny because sometimes you, you forget about those mishaps. Or those funny moments, right? Even if you laugh about them, then a few years down the road, you forget all about them. Now, do you, are you the type of person, because I'm the type of person that laughs immediately when I make a mistake or when I choose an ingredient that shouldn't have been <laughs> in there. So, you know, salt for sugar, whichever the case, or do you laugh about it right at that moment? Or is it, it something that you kind of beat yourself up about and then it's like, okay, okay, it is funny. A little bit of both, depending on who's with me. Oh, so if you're and, trying and to impress their reaction, someone. Right? So if they laugh, I laugh and... <laughs> You know, if my kids are like, oh, my gosh, mom, what'd you do? You know, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's hit and miss, right? Yeah. Okay. What would you say um, is something that you like best about cooking? And what is the least thing you like about cooking? Hmm. Ah. <laughs> That's, That's not a, a good tough, sign right there. question. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna have the same answer for both. The least and best is cleaning. <laughs> right. So as much as I hate it, I love it. But so what about prep? So the chopping. Prep, I don't mind doing that so much, and I like to have. To- I can't rush. I'm mm-hmm. a very slow prepper. So, so am I. I need the time to do it. And in fact, sometimes if I know I'm doing something the next day. If I'm sitting there doing nothing the night before, I'll get up and prep everything I need for the next day Mm -hmm. just to make my life easier. And that's why I like slow cooker recipes because I find I prep things the night before, dump them in the next morning, and then come home from work and everything's done. That's that's usually every second text I get from you. Mary, do you have a slow cooker (laughs) recipe? (laughs) Cass, try one pen. No, I need slow cooker. And then I'll talk to you. That was great. You have another one? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, well, then see there. What's your favorite dish to prepare and why? Oh, I have to say my favorite one is one that you gave me is the slow cooker. Um, Stop. You're making me blush. <laughs> the burrito bowl. Slow oh, yes. Burrito that bowl. is one of my favorites. And so I made it and 
it, I thought it turned out great and the kids seemed to like it, but they didn't brag much about it until the next day there was leftovers and my son had a friend over and he, his friend said, this, this dish is amazing. And I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> they usually, actually, the longer it sits. It was even the more flavorful. Right. Yes. Yeah. More, it's like chili. It's the same thing. The longer it sits, the next day it's even better. And the problem is, though, that once I find a dish that I really like and I think they really like, mm-hmm. then it's a staple, like every mm. Monday. <laughs> that gets added into the <laughs> meal rotation. So until they say, we're having that again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my favorite dish right now. Is there a chef that you admire most or a chef that you, you know, inspires you to, to make certain dishes? Besides you? Oh, look. Oh, stop. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get my head out of this room through the door. I don't. Look, my daughter loves cooking, too. And she'll oftentimes watch cooking shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I, I just don't have the patience to listen to, you know, chit chat. Like, I just want to know, you know, what's an easy dish? How do I make it? Get to the point. You know, I don't want to know about your life and all those. I, so I, I, I can't watch those entertaining shows. So are you more one to, are you more of the type of cook that will actually look up a recipe? So if you're craving, you know, a meat dish, yeah. you'll you'll look that up online. Yeah. I've done that a lot of times. So I'll always look up and my first word search will be simple. So simple. <laughs> simple, quick, simple, easy. Yeah. <laughs> simple, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, uh, I don't know, chicken recipe or whatever. But, mm-hmm. but lately now i'll just text you hey mayor (laughs) (laughs) you have been speed dial (laughs) mayor what should i make for dinner (laughs) so do you have um an inspiration that motivates you you know or an inspiration or motivation to to cook well it's i i think it's my kids like i i do enjoy when i make something and they react really positive towards it and mm-hmm. you know they'll say mom that was great wow that was excellent because rarely does that happen <laughs> so <laughs> when it does it's it's nice <laughs> no I know we tapped a little bit um on this with that you like to have you like to prep the night before and when you use a slow cooker yeah is there anything you do that helps you um prepare for a meal so I like to set my station up basically it's what I call it. I just, I get my cutting board ready. Mm-hmm. I, you know, get all my vegetables out. I get every ingredient that belongs in this recipe. I get the pops, pots out that are needed. Yeah. And then I start. Okay, yeah. Is and there something I'm you do? I'm pretty similar to that where I get everything out. And then, but I like to clean as I go. So when I, when I finish chopping, you know, peppers or something, then I'll get rid of everything that has to do with that. And I mm-hmm. always chop on top of like if I'm on the cutting board I always keep if I'm peeling something like paper towel under it so then all I have to do is fold up the paper towel and throw it out like Mm -hmm. I like to clean up as I go along along. I don't like to have messes around me um and speaking of the cutting board you mm -hmm. do you do something to anchor your cutting board to the counter because I know this is a hot topic for a lot of um, visually impaired home cooks and including myself mm-hmm. that I try to find ways or cutting boards that don't move around when I'm yeah. chopping I have a heavy duty um, bamboo cutting board you know those really thick ones mm-hmm. so it it's pretty s- steady okay. on the counter and then my counter is also granite so sometimes I'll just throw a paper towel on the granite and and anchor it that way that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and stabilize it that way yeah 
so you've met, you also mentioned that you taught a lot about um, or taught how to students how to maneuver in the kitchen, how mm-hmm. to cook, what to do. Yeah. So now we're going to move on to some tips and tricks that Uh-oh. we share. Now, <laughs> and we laugh about this. Now, I always would say too, do as I say, not as I do. There we go. So I was let's waiting just for start that. With that. I just wasn't sure when it was going to come out. <laughs> so, when you're teaching your students, or when you did teach your students, mm-hmm. um, what were some of the tips that you would give them? So, in terms of either frying knives, uh, anything, measuring. Okay, so for example, frying. If they're using a pot or a frying pan, anything on the stovetop, always keep the handle to uh, three or nine o'clock okay um and that's so that so you're not reaching far uh beyond your body to to grab the handle nor should it be in front of you where you could accidentally tip it Mm -hmm. always have your sleeves rolled up no you know tie your hair back make sure there's nothing hanging like necklaces anything like that when Mm -hmm. you're around the stovetop Mm um and if you're using uh like if you're if you're unsure where the handle is, use something like a uh, wooden spoon to go around the perimeter of the pot until you hit the handle, so that you're not like reaching out over the pot where it could be you could get burned by steam or accidentally oh, yeah. touch the burner. Yeah, yeah, that's a great tip. Um, as for like measuring, mm-hmm. instead of getting like a measuring cup that has a different measurements in it, get the the individual measuring cups, right? So quarter, mm-hmm. half, and always measure over a um, uh, a tray or over a sink. So if anything spills, it contains the mess. Yes. So nothing then spills down the counter. There's always something all, spilling over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then same with measuring spoons. Like make sure you're you're using a tray underneath or doing it over the sink. Um, so if anything again spills it contains it mm-hmm. um, and there was something oh and, and the big thing is like when you're when you're um, cutting and you're using a cutting board when you're when you're done cutting for a minute so you're adjusting say the cucumber or whatever it is you're cutting mm-hmm. tuck the knife under the cutting board so you know where the blade is at all times so that the handle is just sticking out from under the cutting board and mm. there's no chance of you grabbing the and losing blade. a finger mm-hmm yeah, and then when you're peeling something like a cucumber, putting a paper, <coughs> excuse me, a paper towel underneath. So when the peels come off, they go onto the paper towel, and all you have to do is fold up the paper towel and throw it out. And it did prevents easy, you from having to do easy, the search yeah, along the counter. Where to go? Yeah, yeah. And so those are things that I pretty much use. Those tips I use myself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what about pouring I don't. liquid. <clears throat> pouring liquid. I always, I usually pour over the sink. Mm-hmm. There are liquid level indicators that people use. I've just they, heard about that. Yeah, they beep when they get to the, close to the rim. I use like weight as an indication. Mm-hmm. I pour over the sink. Um, if I'm pouring for myself, mm-hmm. I'll stick my finger just at the very top rim. So if by chance it gets very close to the rim, I could tell. Mm-hmm. But if I'm pouring for someone else, mm-hmm. I'll just ask them to pour their own glass. Because right. I don't want to stick my finger, and nor do they want that either. Or you can do what I say. <laughs> I've washed my hands. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, what about, I mean, sounds. So when you're cooking and a recipe says to brown your meat. Mm-hmm. Or um, 
a saute is a big one because mm-hmm. it, it the recipes always yeah are written for a visual yeah aid. and then what for us or I mean I have central obstructed vision so I can still see that the browning yeah. but what do you use um, to help you and guide you along so time Timing texture key. time texture and just smell and judging just from experience so when you say texture <clears throat> give me can yeah. you give me an example of that so when you're when you're let's say browning uh meat uh mm-hmm. like uh ground beef for example yep like you know as soon as you put it in you could tell that it's raw right it's that mushy yeah and then as you're you're stirring it and turning it you can you can feel the difference in the texture of the meat mm-hmm. it's getting a little harder it, it it's hard to explain other than exactly like when you first put it in it is it's mushy yeah but as it browns you could tell that it's becoming you get that bounce from it exactly it's like it's so got a little a give very, to it that's that's and then the smell changes mm-hmm. and oftentimes they'll say if you look up you know how long does it take to brown a, uh, a pound of 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 ground beef mm-hmm. they'll give you an estimate yeah and like you said measurements <clears throat> and yeah. timing is key yeah yeah and yeah smell like all the other senses seem to work well mm-hmm. and you know if unsure it's better to over than to undercook yes right so so i i take that, that you can chance. eat overcooked you can't yeah. eat undercooked no <laughs> right <laughs> so like even when you're baking um yeah same thing yeah and baking is a little easier because then, you know, you could take it out, stick a fork in it or a toothpick, and if it comes out <clears throat> with anything still on it, you know, it still has to go in. All right. So do you still have fingerprints after this? <laughs> well, because we we have to touch everything. I know. And you kind of develop like these, I don't know if it's calloused fingerprints or something, but uh, because you just, you're constantly testing it. It, it's true. Well, it's in our family, though. Have you seen my mother's fingers? I was just <laughs> she's going not to... blind. No, no. And, but she's a phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal cook. You know, is there anything about, like, was was she your inspiration, Kath, to, or motivation oh, to cook? Or God, no. My mother's a great cook, but she was, she, I don't think she ever had an ounce of faith in me cooking. So it's... <laughs> not knowing your mom, that's why I'm laughing. Not at all. <laughs> Your mom's a joker, <laughs> but very honest. Yes. She'll say I never went to her for anything. But if I do go to her and say, Ma, how do you make this? She'll say to me, well, I'll just make it for you. It's easier. <laughs> My favorite. You told me a story about your mom. Um, you were asking her about a recipe and she kept leaving out an ingredient. Oh, gosh. See, this is bad. I don't remember. It was about leaving out an ingredient and you kept on asking her, mine isn't turning out the same way. And your mom's saying, well, I gave you the ingredients. And you're convinced that your mom's definitely leaving Um, out an ingredient. So you have to go to her to get the actual food. Yeah. Well, and she probably did it on purpose, right? Is what I probably said. (laughs) You did. I was being nice. (laughs) I keep telling my daughter, you go and ask Nonna how to make those because she'll tell you. Uh, but you you mentioned your sister does your sister inspire you to make things or is there any she she's actually a she's an excellent cook i know i've had mary's yeah she's an excellent cook and and i do i call her too and i'll say how do how do i make this or how do i and first she'll start by saying oh i wish i lived closer (laughs) (laughs) 
but then she she will you know she'll tell me how to do it or she'll give me an easy recipe for something so she she has helped me along the way right and i want to mention that mary also has mm-hmm. a, a visual impairment that's right like the two of us yeah and um we need to get her on here yes she's she's a phenomenal cook and i'm sure yep. she has some great stories she would she would definitely okay. we have to talk to her yeah all right, Kath. So it's time for a little quick game I call This or That. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the option to choose one or the other. So basically this item or that item. Okay. Uh, in less than a second, you have to respond. Okay. All right? Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Here we go. First one. Savory or sweet? Savory. Baking or cooking? Cooking. Eating chili with a spoon or fork? Spoon. Soap on a sponge, or do you soak your dishes in soapy water? Sponge. Jamie Oliver, Bobby Flay. Jamie Oliver. Yes, Kath. <laughs> Iron Chef or Chopped? Iron Chef. Parsley or cilantro? Parsley. Now, do, and this is really important. Do you peel a banana from the stem or from the bottom? From the stem. Yes, see, we're related. <laughs> do you eat an apple? Do you eat the entire apple, including the core, or just the apple, no core? Just the apple, no core. Snack or no snacks? Snacks. Cake or cookies? Cookies. Mac and cheese or pizza? Pizza. That's it, Kath. So our next segment is rapid fire. I'm going to give you, I'm going to ask you five questions. Okay. And I want you to respond as quickly as you can to each one. Okay. I know. Question one. I'm still on March break, by the way. Just saying. (laughs) School's out. Question. Yeah, we're going to use that excuse. (laughs) What's your favorite ingredient to cook with? Cinnamon. What would be the scariest ingredient to work with? Onion. What's your favorite kitchen gadget? Peeler. What's your favorite meal of the day and why? Breakfast. Because I have my own quiet routine in the morning before the kids get up and it's my time to just sit and enjoy. What's your food guilty pleasure? Dark chocolate. Really? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have pegged you for that. Mm-hmm. More of a milk chocolate kind of girl, I thought. No, dark chocolate. Okay. <laughs> next. Okay, for our next segment, we're going to be playing a game, True or False. So I'm going to read a statement to you, and you let me know whether the statement is true or false. Okay. You can freestyle with ingredients when baking. No need to measure all ingredients. True or false? False. You are correct. And why, Kath? Well, I'm just thinking about me, myself. (laughs) (laughs) My mother can. (laughs) Baking is a science. So the ingredients are all measured out. And if you don't use the exact ingredients, you will not get the result that you want hmm. well they haven't met my mother <laughs> <laughs> next statement true or false you can use any pan you like to bake if the recipe calls for a round pan and all you have is square can you use that will it make a difference true or false i think that's true false i think it's your true. final answer cat true false ah <laughs> if a recipe says to use a nine inch round pan you can't just use a nine-inch square pan. You'll have to adjust the ingredients according to the size of the pan. Okay. 
Next question. Baking soda will last forever. True or false? True. Exactly. When stored in a cool place and sealed tightly, baking soda can last for decades. Next question. Alcohol bakes off in the oven. True or false? Um, true. False. Oh. It actually bakes up only about 50%. Uh, next question. You can make a substitute for buttermilk when you're in a pinch. True. Exactly. You got that correct. You can just add a teaspoon of lemon juice or white wine or white vinegar to a glass of milk. Thank you, Kath, so much for sitting with me, talking about all your kitchen stories um, and tips. I really enjoyed your tips. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. I enjoyed talking to you. Thank you for listening to the Kitchen Confession podcast. For recipes and foodie finds, head over to kitchenconfession.com. I also want to thank our producer, Wilson Lynn, and remind you to join us next week for more guest kitchen confessions. See you at the next episode.